Welcome to the Transformed Teacher Podcast. I'm Meredith and I'm in your corner. This podcast is designed to help you transform from overwhelmed to overjoyed. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. Welcome to this episode of the Transformed Teacher Podcast. I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful teacher appreciation week last week and that you felt uplifted and affirmed. And I hope that you were able to celebrate Mother's Day yesterday in a meaningful way, however that may look for you. Today, I wanna talk with you about how to keep your light. And I'm going to share with you exactly what that means, as well as three specific ways that you can do just that. So you're listening to this episode right now because you've chosen to, because you know that when it comes to your own needs, it's up to you to take care of yourself as well as your own soul. Now, I've given a lot of talks at conferences and schools, even to whole districts, about the topic of self-care for teachers, but lately I'm more and more convinced that when it comes to teaching, it's really more about soul care. The soul of the teacher is at stake when test scores determine your worth more than the knowledge of the difference you make. And the difference you make is truly immeasurable. I want you to know I have been that teacher before, trying to twist myself into a pretzel to be a perfect teacher I thought I needed to be in order to fit in, please, or imitate others and do everything else the powers that be told me I needed to do in order to be acceptable. But when I became a mom, all that changed. My priorities shifted. I was simply not able to keep up the way I had in the past. I felt like I had to make a choice, my own kids or someone else's kids. COVID-19 put into sharp perspective that I literally could not be both a mom and a teacher in a way that was sustainable. I realized that being a mom was more important to me. I also knew that when it was all said and done, the reality of the pandemic allowed us to get back to the true basics of teaching and learning. It was such a lesson in what's truly important, connection. I felt closer to my students during online learning because I no longer felt like I had to be monitored and measured. We could just be ourselves. I started to learn more about who my students are and what makes them who they are their families, their homes, their challenges, their gifts. I started to realize that outside of school, they had lives of their own. They shared with me who they truly were. They shared their souls. Taking care of our students' souls was the highest priority for me at that time. Their social and emotional well-being was so much more important than their academic performance. Ironically, when I made that the focus, I noticed their engagement skyrocketed. I really do believe the saying that kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I let them know who I am too. I showed them where I lived, my kitchen, my kids, my pets. I wanted them to know that teachers are human too. And when their engagement skyrocketed, their achievement did as well. I was so excited to end that school year on a positive note. I felt connected with my colleagues 
and with my students, even though we weren't necessarily seeing each other in person. It was such a wonderful feeling. But then what we experienced the summer of 2020 was the opposite. We showed our human side during COVID-19, but what teachers experienced the summer of 2020 was dehumanizing. We had gotten through the pandemic and then the summer hit. And all of a sudden teachers became questioned, badmouthed, disrespected, and of course never fully compensated for everything that we did to keep the ship afloat during such a turbulent time. So as a result, many teachers made the understandable decision to jump ship and move to calmer waters. If you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're one of those teachers, maybe you're not, but I hope you know that you are someone who is a teacher at heart and true teaching is a work of heart. And when you have the heart of a teacher, you put your whole heart into what you do. The only problem is that when you forget that teaching is more about who you are than what you do, burnout will inevitably ensue. I've learned this the hard way. I've had to go through three different variations of burnout. The first time was back in 2006, and it was right after my first year teaching. I, like many teachers, took to drinking as a way to cope with the stress. It alleviated all the nerves that I felt about measuring up to the high standards I had set for myself. But when I realized that that was not going to solve my problems, it helped bring about a much needed change. I realized and remembered that the teachers I'd always looked up to were the ones who always gave themselves grace. And I gave myself grace. I sought help from a therapist, from a support network, from a community, from family and friends, and above all, from a spiritual power greater than my own self. So that's lesson number one that I learned from burnout and how to keep my light from being extinguished. Seek help. I want to encourage you to seek help when you need it. There is no shame in asking for help. It's a sign of strength, not weakness to say, I care enough about others and myself to know that I cannot do this all on my own. And that summer is also when I started to write my first book, Captured Fireflies, Truths, Mistakes, and Other Gifts of Being an English Teacher. All those mistakes I'd made my first year were behind me, but I had learned from them. Also, things I'd learned from my colleagues and even my students were super valuable to me. And I knew that when it came to my own needs, it was an act of service to share my mistakes, not only with other teachers, but for myself, from my soul. And as a result, I remembered that the blessings of this job always outweigh the struggles. My second variation of burnout came in the summer of 2017, about 10 years later. And I was sitting on the bed with my three-year-old in one arm and my one-year-old in the other. And I was honestly wondering if it was time to quit teaching. I didn't want to quit, but I was feeling so disheartened about the previous school year 
that I was seriously questioning whether or not I had what it took to be both a good mom and a good teacher. And that's when I found an old blue notebook filled with 99 pages of a rough draft of the book I'd started writing in the summer of 2006. And the creative passion I started diving into while writing that book reignited my passion for teaching. I decided that I wanted to get that book published before I turned 40, and I really threw myself into it. Every free moment that I had, I made time to write the book. Even with two little ones, even while teaching full-time, I would spend the evenings and wake up early, and whatever time I could steal on the weekends to finish the book. And as a result, I not only had the best semester ever, I started to feel that I was somebody outside of a teacher and a mom, and I was giving myself permission to feel joy from a creative passion. I felt connected with my students. I remember my sophomores threw me a book launch surprise birthday party, and I started soon after that going on Instagram to promote the book, which led to all kinds of opportunities. I felt inspired to start my podcast. I attended conferences for teachers. I started getting interviewed on other podcasts. I started to really find newfound kindred spirits that I felt so connected with. So that is the second lesson that I learned from burnout is to create something that's just for yourself. For me, it was a book. For you, it may be a YouTube channel or a Teachers Pay Teachers online store or an Etsy shop or quilting, scrapbooking, gardening, painting, whatever it is. When you have something that you are creating outside of teaching that gives you joy, that you feel some sort of passion for, it will allow you to have so much more balance and resilience as a teacher. The last variation of burnout came last November on All Saints Day, and I was in my classroom dumbfounded. How did this happen? Where did I go wrong? What if, what if it had been worse? And what if it had been the worst? What I'm talking about was an awful fight, and it happened in my classroom on my watch. The guilt was all-consuming. This had never happened before, and the students who were in the fight were, of course, very special to me. I had always prided myself on having a good relationship with as many students as I possibly can on being loving, patient, kind, peaceful. And when I say the word pride, they say that pride goeth before the fall. And when this fight occurred, I was about to jump out of my skin. I did not know what to do. All I could do was pray. And a wonderful gentleman who works for the district happened to be visiting that afternoon. He had just visited my classroom with other district professionals, and they had complimented me on the environment in the classroom. They said, we don't want to leave. We really think you're doing a great job. I'll never forget. He wrote me an affirming sticky note, and I still have it. <laughs> and ironically enough, literally five minutes after they left, that was when the fight broke out. And after I said that prayer, that gentleman came to the rescue and he masterfully broke it up with ease. 
or at least it looked that way to all of us. And he was like a guardian angel in that moment. And as I said, it was all saints day. And he was a saint in my eyes because of his courage. And it took me a few days to come to terms with the fact that I am ultimately powerless over people, places, and things that happen in the world and in my own classroom. The best laid plans, the highest expectations, the most perfect routines, the most wonderful lesson plans. When I rely on myself, I end up disappointed and demoralized. But when I turned to my soul, I could feel more directed and more connected with that power greater than myself, whom I choose to call God. You get to call it whatever you want. But when you have that faith and you keep that faith over the fear, that is how you can keep your light. Faith that you're going to get through. Faith that better days are ahead. Faith that that one student who you feel is impossible to reach is going to recognize your efforts and is going to come back and is going to spark their light again. I want you to remember that the light in your eyes is the same light that you see in the eyes of the students you teach. That light is so precious and it is intended to shine brightly. You deserve to shine. You have so much to give, but you also have so much to receive. And I want you to remember that the rewards of teaching are immeasurable. My book, Captured Fireflies, talks about a lot of those rewards. And I want to hear about the rewards that you have experienced. Reach out to me. Leave a comment on this episode. Send me a message on Instagram. Go to my website, The Transform Teacher, and send me a message. Let me know, what have you taken away from this school year that was a win? How have you grown? What have you learned? Because what you focus on grows. So ask yourself, how can you end this school year on a high note with strength, with grace? And how can you use those mistakes that may have happened this year as learning experiences to make next year even better? So as I have mentioned before, you are welcome to check out my book, Captured Fireflies, or my second book, Freed to Teach, for more um, an, of an in-depth look into everything that you need to thrive with less stress and more joy. I also want to invite you to visit my website, thetransformteacher.com, so that you can find even more resources. I've got my online course, Freed to Teach. I coach teachers individually who are looking to define their dreams and transform from overwhelmed to overjoyed by pursuing a creative passion that fuels their purpose. And I also speak to schools and districts about all kinds of topics related to teacher well-being and teacher rejuvenation. So when you visit my website, thetransformedteacher.com, You'll find all sorts of resources and all sorts, all sorts of ways that we can work together. And I am so grateful to you for being a part of my listening community. And I want you to know that when you keep your light, you are really sustaining not only your own well-being, but you are having a direct impact on the well-being of everyone else around you. So choosing to keep your light 
choosing to fuel your light and fuel your faith is an act of service. And I want to say thank you for taking the time to do that. So as I always like to say, if nobody else tells you today, you rock and I'll catch you next time. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Transformed Teacher Podcast. For more resources to help you thrive with less stress and more joy, be sure to visit my website, thetransformedteacher.com, for more support. If nobody else tells you today, you rock.